0: Everyone, and welcome to the first podcast of the year. And as you can see, if you are watching live, there has been a name change. This is no longer the Podnuts Pro podcast. This is now the Uncle Marv's IT business podcast. We had a little bit of a name change and a rebranding. There will be a little bit of crossover. For the month of January, to get people used to seeing the new space, Um, you'll still be able to type in PodNuts Pro and then be redirected to the new page, but uh, still me, Uncle Marv, as your host, and we will still be focusing on all things IT business related. We'll be trying to talk a little bit more with techs, MSPs, vendors, and providing more to help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. And our first guest of 2022, Ray Orsini with OIT VoIP. Ray, how are you? I'm
1: good, man. I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I am good. All right. Uh, looks like we got a lot of people here uh, in the chat, so we might have some questions. But um, let's see. First of all, all, uh, let's start with we didn't have a great day here in Florida it's usually sunny eighty <laughs> degrees uh, we had a little bit of rain today yeah. at least I did you're down in yeah, yeah. you're down in north Cuba uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's about that's accurate yeah we uh I, I was laughing with my friends you know they're they're getting like 20 degrees thirty degrees I was like yeah it's a little nippy here too I think it was seventy this morning uh had little a little overcast and some rain here and there um one of those stay in and sleep days, so
0: yeah all right, so um, this is your second podcast of today. You are also on the m s p unplugged podcast where you guys talked a lot about o i t VoIP. We'll do a little bit of that. I don't need. You know, this isn't the late night talk shows where you do the same show (laughs) on every channel there. So we will talk a little bit about that. But we've got some other topics that we'll kind of uh, dip into as the night goes on. And I told you a little bit about my day. And my clients are just, sometimes they're just stupid.
1: (laughs) Careful. I, hopefully they don't, uh, they don't watch the podcast, right? <laughs>
0: but, no, they don't. And if they do, I've told them that, listen, I'm going to talk about you. So,
1: but you know, and that's the thing, like I got a little gruff cause we did this it festivus thing where you, you know, you were airing your grievances and, you know, and, and doing your feats of strength and, you know, some of the flack was complaining about your clients. I've worked in police. I've worked in other, this is my seventh business. Um, in every industry I've ever worked in, you have to have a way to vent. You have to have a way to talk to your people and just get stuff off your chest so you can go back and, and be the superstar you are the next day, right? Yep. Um, nothing bad against your clients. It's just a matter of being able to blow off some steam. And there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: No, you've got to be able to do it with somebody. And we all can't go home and vent to you know, our spouse or partner. Yep. Because they yeah. they just don't understand. At least mine doesn't.
1: <laughs> mine works with me and she just, her eyes still glazes over. So, you know, <laughs> I completely get it. In that respect, I have my daughter that's been with me over 10 years working in the company. Uh, she's a PM today. So she's more like me. I, I have the good fortune I can vent to her most times and she gets it because she's more technical. But, you know, exactly. You You want to be able to talk to one of your people that only your people are going to get. What you went through that day. You know, yes, it's MFA. Yes, you have to do it. No, stop clicking random links. Yes, the printer was jammed. Just add more paper and take out the jam piece of paper. Yeah, there's certainly certain people on the planet that are going to understand
0: that. Yep. Just like I had an email I saw a little bit ago where, you know, more spam. And it's like, okay, I can't stop every single piece of spam.
1: But you should be able to. You're the IT guy. You absolutely should be able to stop everything bad on the Internet. Yep. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, you pull off a little bit of steam, maybe grab a drink or whatever, you know, lets you release some uh, some stress, and you go back at it the next day. You're ready to go.
0: Yeah, that is true. So what's been uh, going on with you guys lately?
1: Uh, it's been nonstop. Um, we, since we, during the pandemic, we decided to go full remote. Um, I've had this fun game when I was an MSP, every time I'd sign a client in a new state, I had this map and I'd just like start mapping out the states we had clients in and collect them like, you know, puzzle pieces. And so as we started adding staff, we did the same thing. We've started adding staff in different states. And I think we're up to like 12 states now and plus Canada, plus Brazil, plus the Philippines. Um, And it's been fun. So that's kind of like my personal game right now, just seeing what state we're going to hire in next. Um, So if you know anybody in like Washington State or in Oregon, you know, (laughs) we're looking. I don't have them on the map yet. Um, But, you know, that stuff and then, you know, just doing a lot of this, doing a lot of talking to my friends in the MSP community, trying to solve problems and talking about, you know, what's important to them. Like, you know, pr- hoping tomorrow we don't wake up to Log4j 2.18 being vulnerable or whatever else is coming up, you know? Um, so, yeah. Hey, oh, Delaware. <laughs> There's my good friend Connor Swam from uh, Fin Security. Uh, you know, and that's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't think we have anybody in Delaware yet. Maybe we, uh, open some offices together, Connor, and uh, get people
0: together. Isn't like 50% of the U.S. businesses incorporated out of Delaware?
1: That that's exactly what Connor said when I met him at IT Nation. He really? goes, "We met him in person." He goes, um, "Yeah, I actually live there. I'm actually one of the people <laughs> that live <laughs> here." And I'm like, "Okay, so there's you and like one other person." So he goes, "I have I know all four Delawareans." And yeah, because his company has all four of the of them like working and living together. So
0: <laughs> and you have hired none of them. So <laughs> <Yeah. that's> pretty- <laughs> yet yet. <laughs> Oh my. Yeah, man. How about you? No, just coming back to the new year and dealing with crazy clients that made decisions between Christmas and New Year's told us on Monday thinking it'll be done by Friday, which.
1: That's the way it works, right? Of you course. Just unbox, everything's ready to go. Cables are magically in the walls.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. we're We're moving offices and our company is splitting into two, so we have two moves that have to be done. and so we have the keys in the new space so can you start moving stuff over and i had to say well where are you moving to first of all and is the space ready do you have cabling there can we move the internet all that stuff and just dealing with all of that it's just fun it's you know taking on project management because in their mind well we just tell you and you do it
1: Right. I mean, fiber gets installed super quick, right? That's that's so easy to do. And yeah, I I I mean, if I was still if I was still carrying around my uh my tool bag, I'd absolutely throw uh, lend a hand to you, man, but my my bag is long since retired. Uh you know, my crimpers and my fluke tools, they they don't come out of retirement. They may go into the uh, Smithsonian, but <laughs> no more in the field.
0: Yeah. It's, it's but it's fun. I've got a couple of those. I got another company that's merging with now, this one I will be careful with because it is a company where the IT person is not really an IT person. She started out being a marketing person and in some sort of engineering deal, but somehow she's in charge of IT, and so this is, so I, so officially we were closed the week between Christmas and New Year's, Okay. but a longtime customer called and said, hey, you know, we're merging and we need to have some sup- stuff up and running before you know January 3rd and I said really and she said yeah and they sent us computers they've been here for two weeks and we need them set up and I'm like okay what, what happened two weeks ago like the phone <laughs> didn't work like- <laughs> so I go there and the computers are they're like the old HP oh, I don't even know the models they're, they're like eight years old And they were loaded up with Windows 10, but they were upgraded from Windows 7, and they had two gigs of RAM in them and spinning drives. I bet
1: that spinning rust, of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, it's guaranteed. So I'm hooking these up, and, you know, the ladies are looking at me like, why is it so slow? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't do these for you. (laughs)
1: One of the, um, one of the last, uh, MSP clients I signed on and and got rid of last year, thankfully. Um, very large real estate firm, very large franchise. You'd know them if, but I wouldn't say them publicly. Um, they had two marketing people, four offices. Uh, they had two, two guys that were awesome. The guys were fantastic. Their jobs were 70% marketing and 30% IT. That's how they introduced themselves to me. Um, And we did co-manage with them and, you know, help them out with a lot of stuff, but they were constantly overwhelmed and out of their league. And to their credit, they weren't the kind of IT people that were like, I know everything and you don't know what you're talking about. They were absolutely open to the fact that like they needed help. There was, there were no qualms about it. So, you know, they're good for that, but their management was always kicking back. Why do we have two IT people and still need outside IT? Well, it's because you got, these two guys that are doing marketing and videos and advertisements for you and doing it and they're not trained. They're just the guys that know how to Google, right? Cause that's yeah. what we do. We Google. So, you know, I, I was very happy to be done with that. Um, yeah, I mean, my hat's off to MSPs, man. I, I did the MSP thing for probably 15 years and I absolutely respect the heck out of it without a question. If you ask me if I do it again, not a chance in hell. Really, <laughs> I, I I respect you guys. It just the the, the amount of risk that happens nowadays that, that MSPs and IT professionals take on um, is tough, and it's a necessary duty. It's just yeah, you know, I think MSPs and IT professionals have to go in with open eyes, knowing what they're walking into. You know, it
0: it is a changing world. So, let's see. Your first, so you started originally. You started in the '90s, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, because this was 93.
1: 93,
0: all right. So I started in 97, and, you know, it wasn't anything major, but the difference now, as opposed to then, is you're right. We are responsible for so much more, and the worst part about it is the customer assumes that we are responsible for things that we never said we were responsible for.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the assumptions are ridiculous, right? Back in the '90s, we'd either you know put together a beige box and cut our hands while you know putting the, putting stuff in, and maybe fix some you know IRQ conflicts or something like that, you know, and maybe help them connect a an ISDN or something, you know. Nowadays, you know. Absolutely everything. If their trustier add-on doesn't work, or if you know their Pitney Bowes machine won't, you know, won't calibrate correctly, and they can't send out postage, you know, because you talked about working with those those legal offices, that's all on you yeah. today. You know, it's 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 so much more, which is why, like, I'm such a big fan of taking on larger clients, having minimum size clients versus taking on everybody and their mother that you can work with. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying you take on so much responsibility. I think you have a, it's a bigger reason to know everything about the client. And you can't do that if you have 150 tiny clients, right? That's, that's much more difficult to do. And like you said, that client that you were, I used to do monitoring only for a little bit. It was a horrible, horrible experience, but I did it for a while. Um, and that client that you're doing monitor only has the same expectations as that one that you're doing full ACE MSP, you know, full yep. more services per user. Um, so it becomes dangerous because we were talking about that MSP that was getting sued, right? Because they were the client. And, you know, if you want to share that story, I don't want to take your thunder. No, <laughs> I could, we can do that.
0: I'll I'll clarify a little bit. So Ray and I were talking before the show that I know an MSP that is being sued by a now former client that they they were doing limited managed services for them, basically help desk uh a v protection, and a cloud backup. but it was one of those cloud backups that was just you know cloud only thirty day retention, but they weren't really monitoring it um, however, they were trying to get the customer to convert. To full managed services, upgrade their security, upgrade their backup to do you know a local and cloud um, image backup, a whole bunch of other stuff, and something where they could do the testing on a daily basis as opposed to testing whenever they needed a file <laughs> recovered.
1: Well, uh, they were trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and they were trying to you know be more diligent about the backups and have better you know better management. Yeah. The things that so many other IT providers I, I talked to don't do, this MSP was trying to do it. They, were trying they were trying to do
0: trying it. To do the right but it was a law firm, and attorneys, you know, for lack of a better phrase, are just <laughs> numb nuts sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. Where, well, what's the cheapest way we can do this, or what's the way we can do it? So uh, to make a long story short, there were other things that they were supposed to be doing, and they actually got audited. And, I mean, they, they just flat out failed the audit, but they had a ransomware attack. And so they lost, I don't know, probably 60 or 70% of their data because a lot of ransomwares will also attack the backups. So if you've only got one backup and it gets hit, you're done.
1: Um, you don't have any, you know, offline storage, so it's going to kill, it's going to kill your, uh, your VSS and it's going to go ahead and delete and destroy your backups or, you know, encrypt your backups. So that law firm
0: is suing the MSP, uh, for some ridiculous amount of money, like 400 and something thousand. Um, and it's, uh, I, I, I will be interested to see how that ends. And that, that's exactly the kind of risk that I
1: worry about with MSPs that they're taking on, you know what I mean? And attorneys have, and that's, that's the crazy part. I mean, you you said you'd work in legal. So it's like, you know, but depending on the practice type, you know, attorneys have retention rules. So where they have to, by law, they have to keep seven years or 10 years of certain types of records. That's why I always loved as an MSP. I loved regulated groups, right? Whether it was legal, medical, uh, real estate, educational, financial, um, anybody with like a monkey on their back, right? Anybody where there was some organization who was going to knock on the door and say, "If you're not doing this, you're going to get smacked," because um, it made it that much easier, theoretically, to be able to do the right things that you should be doing, you know. And they're all easier, right? They're all. It's all the same thing. Unique logons audited, you know, data encrypted at rest and in transit. You have offsite backups. You have X, you know, multiple levels of backups. You know, you have security, whatever, you know, RBAC or whatever you're doing. It's not like it's unique, right? I've had FDA clients and SOX clients and all those clients. If you boil down all the things, there's very, very little differences between all these different compliances. Some are a little more rigorous than others. And all I did was I took the the most rigorous and applied to everybody and that was the end of the conversation. Midlife easier.
0: Yeah, which is what we're doing now. So we finally are at the point where I can say, look, because we have to do this for some of our clients, we have to do it for all of our clients. And that's just the bottom yeah. line because now we're going to be audited. <laughs> and so I have it's to prove true. that I'm, you know, what I'm doing, not only we're doing for us, but we're doing for all of our clients. So that's um <laughs> Tom says, these scary stories is why I sometimes love my break fix biz. (laughs) And that is true. There's a, there's a lot to be said for that. It is,
1: you know, and I, you know, the, my, the problem is, do you think being break fix, do you think the client sees you? And I'm not talking about the people that have their retail shops and you know, there's plenty of those. I think that's a different category because people will come in and, There's a different type of relationship when they're dropping off something, coming to pick it up later. You know what I mean? But if you're going to their place of business, you know, residential is a little different animal. Um, But if you're going to the place of business, do you think they see you any differently? I'm I'm curious what Tom has to say about that. Um,
0: So if you're doing actually see
1: you differently than an MSP.
0: You mean if you're doing break-fix for a business and not on a managed? Yeah, because excuse me,
1: you know the difference between break-fix, right? Like I'm sure Tom knows exactly what his differences are between break-fix and what an MSP does. And that's why he describes himself as break-fix. But does the client get it, right? When we're talking about the client expects you to do everything, do they understand you're really not responsible because they only come to you every once in a while if they've known you for
0: years? You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I don't think most customers know the difference. Uh, I think they only know that if we tell them. So most customers think, you know, well, yeah, you you fix my stuff. That's all they know.
1: Yeah, you're you're the fix everything guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that that's why I'm such a big proponent of have the conversations, have the expectations. Uh, who is it? Gary Pika talks about defining your edges, right? He's been giving that whole speech for probably a decade at this point, um, but it's true make it clear to them what you do and what you don't do, right? We were talking about another podcast, another, you know, somebody else who we respect in the industry talking about fiduciary duties and the partnerships and how much are we taking on being part of the relationship and, you know, the perceived fiduciary duty that you might be beholden to. And when you hear alert an attorney say that, you know, that that's that's a little scary. An attorney well versed in the MSP arena, <laughs> that's that's a little scary.
0: Yeah, we talked about that as well. I won't bring that up because I haven't uh, gotten permission to talk about it, but the term fiduciary is, it's going to be an interesting term. Now, what the way I've been looking at it is um, cybersecurity insurance companies are now pushing back on what they're willing to pay for, and I've gotten two major upgrades from clients because when they went to go renew their insurance. They actually got sent paperwork with a checklist of, are you doing this, 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 and this. And the customer was like, oh, Marvin, what do we got to do to do this? I said, well, and we need to put you on a plan. And yeah, so that's the way it is. And so the insurance companies are helping that in that regard. Attorneys, I don't know if they're going to jump on board because attorneys, you know, they're too busy looking for loopholes,
1: mm. you know, yeah, I mean, I have a good friend. Um, I can call him out because you know, he's a good friend and we do business together, um, Dustin Bolander. And we did a podcast with uh, Fifth Wall um, who helps MSP sell cybersecurity policies to their, to their clients. And that's one of the big things they were scared. You know, most people are scared about talking about, right? Of, you know, the insurance policies are full of loopholes and if something really happens, are they really going to back you up? And his stance was, you know, with the exception of two that he could call out in recent history, almost everything is getting paid, but the insurance companies are doing better due diligence up front, which I think MSPs, IT professionals could absolutely do the same thing. And even, you know, even like Tom, same thing, break, fix, due diligence being the conversation. I'm doing this. This is where we stop. And that's it. MSP saying the same thing. I do this. This is where we stop. Nothing wrong with that. Um, And you have to do it to protect yourselves. Yeah, uh, I see. Chris wants to know. Chris Webb wants to know if you can name all the ships behind. Yeah, I whatever. was. I
0: was. I was going to come back to that because, <laughs> of I'm, course, I'm
1: kind of a nerd. I. I, I am absolutely kind of. So a let nerd. me do
0: this. I'm going to change this to a solo layout so I can. Um. So first of all. Oh, sorry about that. Yep. First of all, all of those are Star Trek ships. I do know that much. I,
1: I think i'm going to unsubscribe from you now at this point. <laughs> oh you're killing me man you're killing me oh those so star those are star
0: wars the um, star wars so the uh, i know that the the one the the white the white one with the thing is the rebellion ship
1: <laughs> i'll give you okay <laughs> yes it's
0: the, it's an x-wing the uh second from the left uh yes. the one with the uh the circles on the side um that's a, that's a that's a Vader type ship, right?
1: <laughs> okay, so that I'll give you partial on that. That is a Tie Fighter, yes, used by the uh, by the Empire. Okay,
0: and let's see the one on the end. I can't really see that. That looks like a Millennium Falcon. There you go. Okay. So.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: All right. So, so you got it. I, I'm that
1: much of a nerd that I have the good the good guys on the left with the falcon and the x-wing the bad guys on the right well my favorite guys but the bad guys on the right with the tie fighter and the uh uh, star destroyer and then all of the helmets i have four helmets in that column behind me those are all from the original three (laughs)
0: so okay so the four five and six correct so yeah stormtrooper there's the vader helmet um what else is there? Below it,
1: I have a uh, I have a uh, stormtrooper Vader helmet. That the one you can see over my shoulders. A Mandalorian helmet. It's Boba Fett's helmet. And then underneath that, I have uh, Luke's red five helmet. And then because my wife and child would not let me do anything without a baby that Yoda, the, the baby Yoda. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was a big and thing I have this year. More lightsabers
1: here than you can imagine. The yeah, baby Yoda.
0: So when we were going, when I took the family, we every year we go. Uh Christmas night or uh, whatever back where my mom lives, there's uh streets that will the entire street will decorate and do lights and stuff, so we always go and you know peruse the streets, and there were so many baby yodas um so I have to They're so, everywhere, so of yeah. course, I'm like, okay, was there a movie that just came out with a baby Yoda? <laughs> So, so not the Star Wars fan, I, I imagine. I I try, I try. I, I I watched the first three, the four, five, and six. Um, okay. I arguably the best ones. Yeah, I mean, I could not. The Revenge of the Clones, eh, not so good. The one okay. with um, the girl that went to find Luke on the island.
1: Uh, oh, Ray. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fourth Awakens. Yeah.
0: I just something just didn't seem right with that one. That all of a sudden she would. You know, find a lightsaber for the very first time and know how to use it, and you know, almost defeat Kylo Ren. Yeah, that there was a lot of somebody explained it to me
1: once. I, I I respect Star Trek for what it was, and I've watched more than a few episodes. And the distinctions always been Star Trek was based in science, Star Wars is based in fantasy. Yeah, and if you just see it as fantasy, it's a lot easier to swallow. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I I don't consider the last three or the uh, the prequels anything more than a B movie, but um yeah, I'll watch it every once in a while.
0: All right. Well, I do know that. So the Mandalorian apparently everybody loves. Yes, it's a fantastic show. Um, Solo was that? So was that a movie or a series? The Solo one. So
1: Solo and Rogue One were movies. Okay. Um. And they took place between uh, three and four, both of them. Okay. Yeah. And then Boba Fett, the Book of Boba, which I haven't seen yet, is a new uh, Disney Plus series uh, that just started, I think, last week or the week before. So, which is Tales of Boba Fett. So. All That's right. good stuff. And I, and I, I can see all the, all the texts are all the people in the audience are like either, Oh yeah, they're talking star Wars or, Oh, they're not talking star Trek.
0: So yeah, that was a running theme a couple of years ago because I, cause I was a star Trek fan growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, I was going to college back when Jean-Luc Picard was adjusting the shirt and it was a drinking mm-hmm. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was a Next Generation fan, of course, the original series, not a Deep Space Nine fan. Um, hmm. I did watch Voyager, and now they've got... Did s- you watch Picard? So I started to watch Picard, but I got busy, and I haven't finished it. So between Picard and Discovery.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm I haven't f- seen Discovery, but Picard, and Picard's so slow. I it's enjoyable but it's so slow. It took me a while to I, I like to binge these things, right? So like it took me a while to get through up season 1. I'm very happy that here there's a season 2 coming out. But it was just it had all the fan stuff. It had enough to make you happy and like, "Oh yeah, I remember this." And, but it was just very slow to follow. So it was a little bit of work to watch through it.
0: Yeah, still so th- enjoyable though. I think that was what what happened to me. I started to watch and I'm like, "Uh this but I've yeah. seen the later Episodes were better. Um, yeah, a, lo- a lot
1: more action later on.
0: And discovery, sure. I did watch a few of those over the weekend last week, and that man, that took a turn with the alternate universes and all this stuff. So I don't, I don't know.
1: So, so just Jay- so you know, your audience is is. Uh, your audience is following me. So I got a message, uh, for somebody named version saying I have every galaxy's edge hilt. Uh, so every single lightsaber at galaxy's edge, I'm about halfway there. Um, they just DM me on discord. Really? So I think that's awesome. Yeah.
0: How many are
1: there? Um, there's 17 or 18 right now. Uh, I'm sure version will, or will correct me. Um, I have, uh, 11 of them so far. Um, yeah, I can't reach the one next to me, but I have uh, the dark saber next to me now. Um, but yeah, and you know, especially like legacy sabers, and actually the two on my wall. That one's Darth Vader on the left, closest that way. Um, Darth Vader episode episode four, and then Luke episode five. Um, yeah, those are the the lightsabers there. All right, oh, so, so they, they get a they get a pass. Their parents live in Orlando, and they mail them when they're impossible to get online, that that's a little, you know, we're in South Florida. We still don't get them that easy. Yeah. You know, I still got to drive a couple hours to pick them up, but uh, that that's pretty awesome.
0: All right. So that was our uh, star Wars detour for the night.
1: <laughs> that wasn't even on the schedule.
0: To talk about <laughs> no, it wasn't. But you know, Chris and you know, John, anytime that they can embarrass me on star Wars stuff, they, they try.
1: Well, you, you can always ping me on uh, on Discord or Slack and just, or, you know, hit me a Facebook message and be like, they're asking me this, what's the answer? And I'll, I'll help you out. You can <laughs> call the friends.
0: <laughs> I will do that. I would do that. So let's go ahead and get back on track with, let's talk about, well, let me ask you this. So hmm. OIT VoIP is pretty much, you know, all channel-based. You guys strictly work with yep. MSPs, both white-label and partner based. Um, but what was it that actually got you to decide to go channel side, I guess, um, to go to the shady vendor side, the shady.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the dog um, side, right. Um, what should we call it. So I was an MSP, I, um, like you said, back to the nineties, every version of consultant did web design and you know, all that fun stuff. Um, and I got my CCIE voice in 2003. Was playing with like the uh, VoIP PBXs in the early 2000s, late 90s. Um, my background is in network engineering, uh, complex and distributed networks. So anything multi city, multi state, multi continent, that's my jam. That's stuff I've been building for years. Um, did stuff with telcos, working with them, helping them do activations. That actually fed my MSP business in the beginning. Um, because of all that background, I've always been big in the community. Uh, I'm a moderator on our MSP on Reddit. Um, I'm in all the Facebook groups and slacks and discords and all that fun stuff. Um, I've always liked talking to and nerding out with MSPs, right? Whether we're talking Star Trek, Star Wars, printer tickets or whatever else. And I would help people and I like to help people. I'm a horrible teacher, but I like to help people and I'd help them with, you know, PBX knowledge and VoIP knowledge and troubleshooting and stuff like that. And as is always the case, right? I'm sure you've had friends reach out to you and say, hey, look, I know you know this more than me. Can I book some time? Can I rent you out? Can I whatever? And well, I'm happy to help for free 150% of the time. Um, there was always times where, you know, they're like, no, this is a paid engagement, do the work. And so I took some of those on. And honestly, there were much more, They were a more enjoyable experience. I had more fun talking geek to geek and talking to somebody that understands I need more than 30 seconds to move a building from, you know, from a client from one building to the next, right? The IT person gets that. I had more fun doing that and I realized, okay, well, you know, they're pushing me. Can you resell voice services? Can you do this? Can you do that? That started the programs, but I was still MSPing, right? I was still doing the MSP stuff. It got to the point where we built enough channel program partners, not white label yet, just channel program. Um, it was like, I had that dawn moment. I'd rather do this than any printer ticket ever again. Um, so I made the decision in 2016, excuse me, the partner program started in 2012, made the decision in 2016 um, to stop taking new MSP clients, 2016, 2017, um, we rebranded in 2017, right? Name change, same as you, right? Like you wanted to be very clear on what your audience should expect and what you're doing. Did the same thing. Went from Orsini IT to OIT VoIP. Uh, the company is OIT, but uh, the brand name is OIT VoIP. So it's no longer clients receiving invoices from another IT company because how weird is that, right? Um, and we did that and we started the white label programs and that's been fun ever since. Um you know, most of a lot of the people here, Jason's, uh, besides being a good friend, he's a partner of mine. Uh, one of my MSP uh, one of my boy, uh, partners, um, you know, it's just, it's so much more fun. You know what I mean? I get to talk with my friends every day. If that's not, you know, the best definition of work, I don't know what is, you know, we run a healthy discord server with our, with our partners only and our staff. And, you know, I, I get to do this every day. I mean, that's that's a fun job. I couldn't do this if I was sitting there fixing Print Nightmare or Log4J 2.197532 Banana Mango, you know what I mean? Um, or whatever Jason Slagle's about to break next and tell me I can't use that <laughs> service either because he hacked into it. So, you know, and, and it's allowed me to meet some really good people, like yourself, right? And yeah. We uh, got to finally hook up at Ask You Orlando, um, you know, yeah. who it's it's the best for me. You know, it's, it's what I really love.
0: So, you know, of course, when we finally met and talked, you know, my story has always been avoiding VoIP as much as possible. Um, but oh, yeah. finally realizing that, look, if it's on my network, I should do it. But I have gone through some joyful VoIP experiences. Hmm. Um, your company seems to be much more engaged with the, the MSP community than any of the others. Now it's, I'm probably going to be on a slippery slope by saying that, cause, <laughs> but, okay. I mean, um, but it's wrong. true. I mean, it's, it's, it's um, you guys are the ones I think that are helping to explain in simple terms, how to do things. Mm-hmm. You've got simple programs. Um, I did try to, you know, for full disclosure, I don't have a client using OIT VoIP yet. We did try to get one, and I don't know if – you probably don't know this. We're, we're trying, though.
1: We're, we're, we're trying to get Marvin on. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as, as soon as I stop picking Comcast as a right. f- uh, phone provider. But, uh, but
1: that's a perfect example, right? Like, even that experience, it's – an MSP, and this is not, we're not talking like Jason's here. Jason's known me since, you know, God said, let there be light. Like Jason's known me a long time already. And besides being a good personal friend, so he knows a lot of my background and stuff. um, And, you know, Finn and others are in here. um, You know, I'm not a case of MSP couldn't cut it and went vendor side. I'm a case of MSP did really, really well, did speaking engagements for lots of other companies like ConnectWise and BrightGauge and all these others top of class operational maturity and best in class contract profitability, and then still chose to do VoIP because it was so profitable and I had so much fun doing it with partners. Not because I love VoIP. Actually, I hate phones, but it works really well. Um, but, you know, the, all of that is to say, we I understand the struggles an MSP goes through. You know what I mean? I understand when you sit there and you put in front of them, this is your best solution. I'm recommending your best solution. I took time to put this together for you. And the client still says, yeah, despite all the bad reviews, I'm still going to go with this horrible company. And I can say Comcast is a horrible company. They can come after me. But you know what I mean? Like I get that. We've all been there. Um, and I think that's important. Having somebody that's been in your shoes, you know what I mean? Not your exact shoes, but you know, cause everybody has their own experiences, but somebody that's been through, what you've been through for the most part. It goes back to that venting thing we were talking about, right? It's having a company that's so invested in, and people that are so invested in your success, truly invest in your success. And that's not marketing crap. I mean, anybody in the chat can call me out if they think it's true. If it's marketing garbage. Um, I think it's important, you know, for an MSP or anybody in it.
0: Yep. Uh, Comcastic is the way I describe them. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, one of my favorite companies them and oh, yeah. them and eight by eight
1: yeah it's it's one of those things where you know comcast says we're doing so horribly let's change the name to xfinity i mean it's a, it, it, talk about like worst of worst worlds it's uh ugh, jason's trying to bait me into saying hey, yeah if that's the second care.
0: time he's brought that up there so <laughs> he's
1: he's really try- okay so but that talks about the vendor responsibility we we're talking about right um Maybe we could use that to pivot, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we're involved in the community and if, you know, and Marvin call me out if you think I'm full of it, but you never see me going out and trying to sell somebody hard. Right. And even Sean, we don't try to sell people hard. It's just be there, support them. And if they need the service, we help. And if they don't, we're still part of the community. It doesn't change anything. Um, And I think that's important. I think that says a lot about the kind of people you're going to work with. Right. You've talked about working with people, that you have a relationship with, well, that's uh, that's what we're all about.
0: Yeah, man. This, I'm sorry, i trying I'm just, so hard. Man. He is.
1: He is. So, um, so between him and then Connor, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then Connor is uh, CEO of Fin Security. They do uh, phishing simulation, um, and so we're using them for phishing simulation. The company. Now, I'm the kind of person that. I find an idea, I think, oh, that's a great idea. And then I give it to my engineers to actually flesh it out so I can get an independent opinion. It's not based on who I had drinks with, right? Um, now, my, to be fair, my engineers love him. Jack thinks Finn is awesome. But because it's fishing simulation, they use me as a guinea pig first. So they keep trying to get me to click on something. And I'm telling Finn, I'm like, I, or I'm telling Connor, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't be the one in the company that clicks the fishing link. I will never live that down in my, with my team, right? It can't be me. So between Connor trying to like, you know, he's trying to plot with my team against me and Jason trying to get me to say something I, you know, I shouldn't say publicly and, and Garrett saying a really bad word. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, you got some landmines here in the chat, buddy. Yeah, I uh, see.
0: I'm, I'm looking, (laughs) I am trying to, um, I mean, I, I don't want to disengage the listeners, but I also know we, we can't go down some rabbit holes.
1: Yeah. I, I'm usually the outspoken one. It's your, it's your inaugural podcast with a new name. I want to be respectful of your, of your audience. So <laughs> I'm trying to be really tactful in what I say. Um, but, Garrett, I've been there, dude. I, I get exactly where you're coming from. <laughs> Mark your inbox Mark. As we speak. I'm, they're trying to get me. Okay. And, and here's why this is bad so my birthday last year or i'm sorry our tech bar podcast um last year one of the episodes um it was my birthday week or something like that they got billy d williams to, to do a cameo saying happy birthday to me okay like how freaking cool is that right so um
0: dressed up so, yeah, as I mean, the uh dressed up as his what was he no or? no
1: he wasn't okay. he wasn't dressed up as lando or anything he was but you know he's got that like that deep cool chill voice right like you know it is like Oh, I was completely geeking out watching it. I put it up on my YouTube channel, and it was like, wow. So, like, it's not out of the question for somebody I know to get Mark Hamill to do something for me. So, Connor, you're a
0: bad, bad man, dude. It's so, speaking of tech bar, since we're we're just going off the rails. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, so, my previous podcast, we would always do a news segment where I would – do a news story and then a Florida man story. You guys have a thing on tech bar where you do Florida man or not. Yes. How did that get Uh, started? uh, So tech bar
1: was designed as the variety show for the, for the it community, right? Like, and as such, we did it during, uh, uh, we did it during 2020. We did a virtual conference, and then we wanted nobody was doing conferences. Like we we hosted our first virtual conference, but nobody was doing anything. And I le- I genuinely miss hanging out with friends at the bar and after conferences and just geeking out. That that's my thing. And so we decided to do the Tech Bar to get together after you know uh, after conferences. That thing we we're missing out on. And to make it fun, we came up with games and more games. And then my co-host Sean is in Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, I'm in Miami. And somebody came up with, like, somebody mentioned Florida Man. I think Tony Francisco was on with us uh, from Cloud Plus, uh, also a really good friend. And he was on with us and he is the epitome Florida Man. Really good looking, always in a tank top, uh, even though less so lately since he's all business. But usually in a tank top, really fun party guy, lives in Tampa. He is the epitome like Florida guy you would imagine. And somehow that just kind of in a drunken stupor kind of took off and became the game Florida, not Florida. So, and usually if we have a guest from like another state, we'll do Florida or Georgia or Florida, wherever they're from. And, uh, it's kind of taken off and it's fun. And, and you know, there's no shortage of Florida man stories. Of course not. (laughs) I mean, you know, have you done The thing where you find your birthday and then find a, a Florida man story from your birthday.
0: Yeah, I did that originally. Um, and then we've done Florida man versus the world where I would have a Florida man story. And the guests would try to find a story from their state that would, you know, match Florida, but then they started giving up. They're that. like, we can't compete with Florida man. So then it was Florida man, a random question.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it, it's amazing how Florida man wins and Florida man may be a woman, you know, but Florida man always wins. Yep. It's just one of those crazy things. Yeah, there's there's Tim Golden. Yeah, blame Tony. There you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's see. So I haven't done a Florida man in a while. What's your? um, Do you have a Florida man recently that you um, find Uh, as as a favorite?
1: Tech parts in uh, December. I think my my favorite Florida man though was um, one who. They got in a fight at a drive through for the wrong number of chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, that's my favorite format. That or you've seen the video where its I saw it on TikTok um, where there's a guy, there's a gator in the guy's front driveway and he's wearing sandals. He walks up, flips over his trash can, gets the gator in the trash can flips it back over and then takes it over. Like he's wearing shorts and flip-flops like it's nothing. Yep. And he takes the, the trash can over to uh fish and wildlife.
0: Yep. I actually like, got the video link for that. We did a, we did that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And of course that same Florida man did something with a snake the week, you know, the week after
1: makes perfect sense. I mean, Connor <laughs> says the no, fight, the wrong number of chicken nuggets is worth fighting over. Yeah. Especially if it's Chick-fil-A, I, I, I you know, although they're so nice, they might give you double. Yeah. I mean,
0: Well, the best one, let's see, that, uh, so this was going, so I had a show where I had two, and I was going to let somebody pick one or two, and the story Mm -hmm. that did not get read was Florida Man Busted for Cocaine, Meth Bags Wrapped Around Penis. (laughs) So I mean,
1: you have to wonder, are they looking for like, what is the worst thing? Because we had to, when I worked at the police department, we had some really stupid stories. I mean, we had like, we had one woman call us because they went to a TJ Maxx, her, her and her boyfriend went to a TJ Maxx on Biscayne Boulevard. They stole a bunch of clothes and then they went to a hotel across the street and he refused to split the the bounty with her. He refused to split the clothes with her. And she called the cops and said, she told us we stole these clothes and now he won't split it with me. And I'm like, ma'am, are you going to wait for the cops? And she said, yes, she said, absolutely. And she did. She waited for the cops. <laughs> I'm like, and th- this was all pre Florida man stories on the internet. This was, you know, 2003, 2004. Yeah. But I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love people.
0: Yeah. You know. Yep. And then of course the last, uh, Did you hear the one at United Airlines where the Florida man was banned for trying to wear women's underwear as a COVID mask? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I did.
1: (laughs) I mean, depending on the right, the underwear, maybe it had coverage. I, I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it, but, uh, a for effort and creativity. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> we have chicken nuggets versus Taco Bell in the chat too. That's <laughs> I mean, that's
0: just Yeah. So Florida doesn't have COVID, they have Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true. Uh, remember we had zombies first. COVID is is not even the worst thing that's come through Florida. You know, it's uh we had bath salts. So Yep.
0: All that. All right, so let's um make sure that we do Uh, Some due diligence for you. You had a slide that you wanted to show um, talking about uh, OIT VoIP stuff, so...
1: Yeah, you talked about, you know, stuff that, you know, we have doing and we're active in the community. And, you know, there's that IT business podcast hosted by Marvin B., uh, Uncle Marv's uh, IT business podcast. Um, yeah, and we actually have our next tech bar coming up. Connor uh, in the chat is going to be there, along with Eric, Eric Anthony of Ignite, uh, Josh Simmons uh, with his manly beard. And we're going to do some partner first, which is our thought leadership stuff uh, with Crew and Gradient MSP. Uh on january 26th and february 10th respectively so you know always fun stuff
0: all right all good there all right anything you want to pitch for oit voip i know we didn't uh we didn't treat this as a vendor spotlight show but uh <laughs> yeah. let's and uh, i appreciate
1: that i hate i hate doing the salesy thing so th- this was far more fun
0: all right um So we'll send a link to have people go to so you can go to – should they go to oit.co or oitvoip.com?
1: It'll redirect anyway. But, yeah, oit.co slash partners – um, you know, feel free to grab time with Sean OIT.co slash Ray. I'm there. Um, a good friend of mine, Glenn at mighty manatee said that, uh, if I was any more available, you'd wake up next to me. So if you can't find me on the socials or on discord or, or Reddit or anywhere else, uh, you're probably not looking. Um, but anybody wants to hit me up, uh, whether you want to talk about, you know, Picard versus, uh, DS nine versus, uh, you know, tie fighters. I'm always down for that. So,
0: and thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate Uh-oh, it. Thanks for coming on. And I was going to go back, and somebody said DS9 had the voice, the best storyline, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that was Jason said that uh, Jason Slagle said uh, DS9 had the uh, best storyline. I, I mean, I remember Seven of Nine. I think that was DS9, right?
0: No, Seven of Nine was Voyager.
1: Was Voyager okay? Um, yes, that was with the uh, the woman captain. I yes. forget her name. Jane. One hair yes janeway yes yes i yes. did like her actually. The, the,
0: the Catherine hepburn of star trek <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes exactly that's a nice way to describe her um but yeah i mean I, like i said i have a healthy respect for it I, I will watch discovery after i finish cobra kai season four and witcher and all the uh, and Bo, uh, book of boba and all the other million things that are lined up right now so i've also heard cobra kai is pretty good you you liking it it is cheesy. it is absolutely if you go into it expecting not not jar, jar Binks cheesy, but if you go in expecting it's going to be cheesy, it's not bad okay um it's a good time, you know, especially if you liked the original you know karate Kid one and two three, whatever um but you know if you like those, there's a lot of throwbacks, um very similar to Picard, very respectful, going back and bringing people in a not horrible way not just like here's somebody because you remember them but actually showing back and forth and you know uh, showing the uh, the video or the clips from the the original movies um so in that respect it's pretty cool um it's uh, story story wise it's about as good as like anything you'd see on like uh the CW <laughs> <laughs> like one of those, you know what I mean okay. <laughs> not a lot of effort goes into the writing but it's a good time it's a it's worth watching
0: all right. Don't know if I'll get to it, but um, like I said, I've got to go back and watch Picard. I've got to finish Discovery, and that probably won't happen until I finish Virgin River with the wife. So.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and we got Chris asking, the cue or the force, which is better?
0: Well, the cue is much more entertaining. I don't know what the cue is. What is that? So Q is an entity on Star Trek that is supposed to be omniscient, you know, all knowing, and they can, okay. you know, instantly go from any place in the time space continuum. Um, and he always shows up and tries to be a nuisance to Picard. Um, okay, and he starts out the show. So, um, Let me just make sure I get this right, because I'll I'll probably be uh, chastised later. So (laughs) the Q shows up, I believe, on the first or second episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation. And then he shows up on the last episode and basically saying that, look, if you're venturing out to space, you're not ready for it. And Q puts the Picard to a test. Okay. And he does little things like he throws them, you know, out of time and they meet the board much earlier than they're supposed to. Just little things like that. The okay. fo- now now the Force and this is where I'll basically say, look, I have no clue <laughs> about how the Force works because to me it always seems like it's just a mental game. Um yeah.
1: uh, Yeah. uh, Jason saying it's, it was the, he thinks it was the pilot of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, the, the forces little bugs in your, uh, little bugs in your bloodstream, the metachlorians and they tie you to this all encompassing life force that binds all things. And, understanding it gives you abilities to, you know, if you have more metachlorians in your system, you can take better advantage of it and use it to alter things around you, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Okay. Now, now we have some space wizards. Now now we have some blasphemy going. Uh, the new matrix was good. Connor, I get you were much younger than either of us, um, but the new matrix was not good by any standard whatsoever.
0: Anyway, the, the 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 latest Matrix movie?
1: Matrix 4, yeah. The one written by uh, Lana Wachowski.
0: Yeah. I haven't I was going to go see it, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, don't. Uh, I'll
1: send you a link for uh, the screen <laughs> rant, Uh, you know, where the guy like tears apart the uh <laughs> the pitch meeting. Um it's absolutely on point. It's it drove me nuts, and you feel free to shut me up at any time, Marvin. Um, and, you
0: know, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I I was going to say, we should probably go ahead and end off the show yeah. so that this doesn't end up on the audio version of the podcast, but we can talk afterwards, so <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah, i so sorry, guys. So if you're here in the chat and uh, you're going to question us on Matrix and Bobo Fett and... What What is Connor was in diapers when the original? Okay. So let's just, that's not wrong. Let me I end mean, off the official podcast wrong. here and say, Ray, thank you very much for joining us. Ray Orsini of OIT sure. VoIP. Uh, thank you for joining us for the first podcast of 2022, the new IT business podcast. Be sure to head over to com and subscribe using any of your favorite podcatchers and catch all of the episodes coming in the future. You can still go back and see old PodNuts Pro episodes uh, going back into 2020, and we will add things here and there on that page. So itbusinesspodcast.com. Right. Thank you very much for hanging out. And, Thank you, uh, man. We'll I appreciate it. End off, off the show here. Episode? Yeah. So, guys, uh, anybody in the chat, stay with us. We'll see you on the other side.